We're back. <laughs> it's your four favorite people. Yes. All right. We are the writer and the wrench, by the way, with a special co-host. Derek and Amanda Beauchene. Woohoo! All right. We'll back, back for round two. So before we jump into the topic of this week, I thought it would be fun to do a little... What's the grammatically correct way of saying it? It would actually be he or she mm-hmm. instead of him or her, right? Yeah, he okay. or she. Sorry, can you tell that we're English teachers? <laughs> okay, so I wanted to ask a question for both couples. So we'll start, Derek and Amanda, with you guys. Okay. When you get in the car to go on a long road trip, who controls the radio? I do. For sure. <laughs> yes, Amanda. That's the same for us. Well, you... yep, that's the same for us. I don't think Brent ever gets to listen to anything <laughs> he wants, unless I gift him with changing what we're listening to. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's my birthday is about the only time I get to control the music. Okay. Oh, you get stopped. <laughs> you get one day. Don't get it. No, no. <laughs> no, I don't even think you get that day. But Probably I think, not. Probably I think not. what it is is we just you enjoy my music, so since we both enjoy it. <laughs> I do. It's Jesus I do. music. But then I don't enjoy your music. So. <laughs> Wait, what is your music? I mean, every now and then I like to get a little hype. I mean, I was even listening to... He listens to rap. Well, no. I, I was even listening to the um, uh, Elevation Worship uh, sermon the other day when Pastor Furtick was like, I needed to listen to a little Metallica to get my, my day going. And I, I get that sometimes. Sometimes you just need a little... A little something different. Whatever you need to tell yourself. I feel like you and Brent are kind of on the same wavelength with music types. Yeah. You just never get to listen to your music unless you're by yourself. You listen play. to rap? Well, no, but Metallica no, I but listen to. I, I, I used to listen to Metallica, yeah. Derek does not listen to Metallica. I would, I would listen to it on my way to be, before I played hockey. It kind of gets you all riled up. I would, I would do it at the gym. Yeah. I used to go to the gym. No, weightlifting is it completely different. Yeah, yeah. If I'm weightlifting, yeah, for sure. I need some hard Metallica, <laughs> you know, something something good to get me going. Anyway, next question. Okay, next question. <laughs> Who is the better cook? What are we cooking? Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. I can grill. That is a good cook. I, a, I'm grilling. That is a good question. I'm grilling. Uh, if if it's if it's cooking on the stove or in the oven, Amanda. Yeah, he's good at grilling, but everything else I cook for sure. Yeah. What's your answer? I would say it's probably similar. I cook a better steak than you. Shots fired. Shots fired. Now, hang on. Now, what's your... (laughs) No, my question is how often do you actually grill? Twice a year? (laughs) (laughs) Shots fired back. (laughs) Next question. This is a good one. Who has to have the final word? Amanda, no question. Just next question, Amanda. <laughs> you didn't even get me a, give me a chance to have a word that time. But yes, I would agree. Next. <laughs> you would say I do. Um, I think it depends on what the conversation is. Uh, the only reason I would say that I have to have the final word sometimes is because it takes me a while to process out loud what I'm trying to process. So I just might be the last person talking. Yeah, might not be the that's final That's true. Word. <laughs> um, okay. Who is the first to apologize? Mm, I am. Yes. I would say that my... I am, I am very prideful in, in the way that I like to think that I'm right. But I don't know. You're showing a lot of humility right now. <laughs> I am. Um, I, I've. I, I think in my my older age, I'm starting to learn that. It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I, I really am. I, I'm starting to realize that it's, all of 39 years I old. I can't remember way. when I was your age. Yeah, it's better to just just bite the bullet and just get it over with and just say, okay, listen, I messed up. I'm sorry. And when did you learn that? I have not seen fruit of that. Right, right now, I'm learning right now. <laughs> How about you guys? <laughs> what What is your answer? My answer is definitely you. Hmm. I would I, agree. I yeah. I'm a prof- I'm a professional <laughs> wall builder. <laughs> um, who has the best jokes? 
Oh, me, for sure. I come out with some pretty good one-liners. You do sometimes, but... But yes, for the majority of the time, it's Derek, for yeah. sure. That's what I love most about you. That's yeah. always my answer. Yep. What about you guys? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I don't know. I think, okay, so uh, I think you have better jokes, but I'm better off the cuff. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm going with that. Who is more pitiful under the weather? So, <laughs> okay, I would say that... I'm very ready for this question. I am, because I only get sick maybe one, maybe two times a year. But sure. yes, but when I do get sick, I'm not going to lie, I, I try to embellish it and I try to get every little you bit out of it. You milk yeah, it out. I do, I milk it. I also feel like there's another part to this question. Like, I feel like uh, part two would be like, who is the better nurturer when somebody is sick? Because... Not only are you more pitiful, but I feel like I am like much more nurturing to you when you're sick versus when I'm sick. I just have to continue being mom. I know. know. (laughs) Whereas you get like a total break from life for however many days. That was one thing that I enjoyed with COVID. I think that I I was able to lock. I was able to lock myself in the room. Derek was locked in our room for, like, what, 12 days? I'm I'm not going to lie. I brought him Derek liked COVID. (laughs) I brought him breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He just sat and watched movies. What's not to like? (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm holding the fort down for... Besides the side effects of, of, you know, the back pains and just the sore throat and everything like that, I mean, it really wasn't too bad, you know? It wasn't too bad. Anyway, next next three, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm definitely the worst. Brent could have 105 fever and still go to work and power through. I think I worked at COVID during COVID when I had COVID. <laughs> you probably did. I mean, from home, at home but from home, you yeah. still... You <laughs> gotta clarify that. <laughs> did not make it to he the office. He wasn't being irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. Is there a proper way to thread the toilet paper? Are you no. an over or under, I'm, or does it not matter? I'm an over. Oh, it definitely matters. It does matter. I'm an over. I feel like under doesn't make sense to me. And it like you almost have it to doesn't. like loop your hand under to grab the paper, whereas if it's over, it's just readily accessible. And I would agree with Amanda, as, as long as she actually puts it back on the toilet paper <laughs> roll. Lots of times you go in and it's just sitting on top of the, the shelf. I am, I'm, like, I'm not good at replenishing the toilet paper. It's not, but I do agree. Over over top for sure. <laughs> over for sure. I don't have a preference. When, not at well, all. Well, when you rip it off, when it's under, you can just oh, kind of pull it and it just keeps coming like a cat. So true. Yeah. Well, how violent of a rip are we pulling? I mean, well, sometimes. Depends on, <laughs> the, depends on the situation. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Unfortunately. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> a more serious question. Who was the first to fall in love? Um, Derek. Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I for sure was. It was one of those things that it was love at first sight. Okay. It was love at first sight. We talked about this a lot. Nice. I'll tell the story again, but I, I no, never... No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you know I'm right. Uh, that's very sweet. Can we play uh, episode nine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was probably pretty even. Yeah, it was. Who's, but I said I you, love you first, didn't I? Aw, that's I feel cute. Like I did, which is out of character for me. You must have been really remember. feeling it. I can't remember. Mm. Must have been you then. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> All right. Who is the most likely to start up a conversation with a stranger? Oh, Derek, hands down. I'm very much the introvert. But you're an introvert, too. You're like an extroverted introvert. Yeah. I just need to have the the right energy. I, I need to have a cup of coffee. And, you know, if I'm just sitting there, I mean, there's somebody that looks interesting, I'll talk to him. No, he's very good. Like, he knows all of our neighbors like their entire lives (laughs) and you can take him to any like social gathering and he's good to go meanwhile i'm definitely more of like a wallflower and i walk with my eyes down (laughs) because i fear conversations with other people (laughs) 
That's definitely Brent. <laughs> I won't even pick up the phone. <laughs> And this is why we get along so well. (laughs) I won't make my own doctor's appointments unless I know that the receptionist has a kind voice. I'm tired of calling places where I feel like I'm a burden to somebody else. I get too in my head about it. So I usually make him make my appointments. And I love online ordering and scheduling, though. That's my new favorite thing because then I can do it Mm -hmm. myself. It is so convenient. I do feel like that is a very, like, 2023 thing, though. Like, oh. Uh, talking to a lot of the older um, neighbors and things like that, a lot of them are like, yeah, it's, it wasn't uncommon for us to, you know, as soon as somebody moved into the neighborhood, we would like go greet our neighbors and like talk to them, have a conversation, greet them. And like nowadays it seems like people will move in and you just won't even know who's living next door because they get home from work and they go in the garage and shut the door and that's the last you see of them until the next day. <laughs> yeah. Except for when you creep on them through the blinds. Yes, <laughs> yes. But of course you can always Facebook again. stalk and, you know, figure out their entire life story and without even having to talk to them face to face. So, All right, last question before we jump in. Who plans the date nights? I do. I've, I've had some pretty epic surprise dates like I've, I've surprised Derek with not just nighttime dates but like full day and even overnight dates and I'm still waiting for him to do the same for me actually I, like we I did, did Savannah yeah. one time yep eat words <laughs> yeah. eat words one time so I feel like I plan the consistent date nights but mm-hmm. Brent is probably the one that does extravagant the, the epic ones but they're like once every few years or something Maybe. along those lines. He just wants to feel special. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think you used to plan more date nights. Mm-hmm. I also feel like it's just the season of life that we're in. And I finally have mm-hmm. gotten over myself feeling like he has to, I mean, I'm not giving you a free pass, but also just with two kids at home, like you just have mm-hmm. to do what you have to do. So true. And so I would rather have the date night and me plan it than us not have one at all. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know, the last time I, was it the last time I planned one, you cried and wanted to go home? Okay. That, <laughs> was, that was when Seth was under a year old, so now we're talking about five years ago. Oh. Just hold on yourself. Hey, I mean, that's I, life, I didn't though. I say if that was the last one. I just, maybe I and did. under a year old. Oh. Yeah. That's still such hard. a, yeah. Tough season. I mean, my mom was with him, so but I finally still. calmed down, but it was, it was a hard adjustment. Cause yeah. he was I was, like, all baby. excited. Yeah. Went to our hotel that we usually used to go to, and she's like, "Used to go to." See well, <laughs> it's been so long. Would you want to go there now? Probably not. Okay, that's why I haven't booked another one there. But. but I also think too, it's it's all about like who's just in the better place at that time. I mean, with just like life in general, and work, and kids, and everything like that. I mean, really, I mean, there's a lot of times when it, it's overwhelming, and a date night isn't even on on your radar. But yet the other person is longing for that, and they're like, you know, can we just go out and do something? And, uh, like, sometimes that's just what it takes to kind of get things going. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate, but it's, I mean, it's reality. Yeah. I think Hollywood does us no favors Mm -mm. with all the stuff Mm -hmm. that they produce. Mm -hmm. All the hype. Yes, yes. It's an impossible standard to live up to. It is. It is. Okay, so in continuing our discussion of the love prescription by the Gottmans, we're going to cover kind of two chapters tonight. One was on the basic art of saying thank you, and then the other one was about giving real compliments. So I figured we would start with the whole thank you thing, and why is this an important, out of such a short book, why would they write an entire chapter on Mm -hmm. saying thank you to your partner? Mm Mm-hmm. You want to start, Amanda? <laughs> okay, he's saying that because he knows that this is something, this chapter for me personally was very convicting. Um, part of the chapter was talking about how we are just wired to naturally be a little bit more negative or negative and to, to notice the negatives more so than the positives and how we, af- we have to actively retrain our brain to be able to notice the positives more than the negatives. And I definitely think that that's something that I struggle with. I think it's a lot easier for me in any given day um, to see what Derek hasn't done (laughs) versus what he has done. Um, And I know that that can lead to him feeling probably like he's not enough or like I'm not noticing all the things that he did do. 
like today when he cleaned the house yesterday actually when he cleaned the house for hours before I got home from a girl's trip which was so sweet and I know I did not I did not notice it the way I should have so I get it I get it do you get bummed out when she doesn't notice things completely and I, I but I but he I doesn't think, vocalize his yeah. disappointment which is hard because then I don't know and I and I really think that's something that's um coming like coming to light for me is that when we first got married, we read that whole love language book and we did the tests and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I was very much a, um, uh, acts of service and physical touch person. But the more that we, you know, the longer that we, you know, we're married and everything like that, I'm starting to realize that I am, I, th- I think I'm more of a, um, the words of affirmation. I need to like hear that what I'm doing is, is being appreciated and like, Last night or the, the night before she got home, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm thinking about her coming home and, you know, her walking into a clean house and her, you know, refreshed after having a week gone. And, you know, I had Olivia the whole week and it was a lot, but I'm, I'm thinking that, okay, she's going to walk in and she's just going to feel so refreshed. She's going to be so happy that the house is clean. And she basically got home last night and, it, you know, I just... I didn't hear the words that I was thinking that I was going to hear. And I think that that was me also playing up a lot in my head of, you know, a narrative that you had expectations. I I think I had expectations of just what I thought that she was going to, what she was going to say. And then when I didn't hear it, it was, it was, it was kind of disappointing. And then, you know, the whole next day I kind of stepped away and I, I wasn't too engaging because in my head, I'm like, why isn't she appreciating what I did for her? Yet, I don't even think she realized because I just didn't. I just didn't communicate with her. So I'm starting to realize that, you know, I, I need to speak my mind a little bit more and just communicate. And if I do have expectations, maybe she just needs to kind of hear a little bit more of like what I'm thinking, and so that we're both on the same page. Well, in a perfect world, I would have noticed. It's just. I mean, I could give a laundry. We got home at 10 o'clock last night. I was exhausted today. No excuses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're right. I should have. And and I, I, I totally get where you're coming from. But I didn't realize the extent. It felt like we were missing each other all day today. And that's because I was feeling a certain way and you were feeling a certain way, yet we weren't really talking about it. So no, For sure. No, we, we, we weren't connecting on that. And a lot of that just had to do with just not communicating and being upfront with each other. So I'm glad you admitted that. You have anything to add to that, Brent? <laughs> <laughs> well, in the chapter, it talks a lot about, like, the saying thank you is the verbal recognition of um, appreciating the other person and what they do. Do you feel as though I say thank you enough to you? Um... I almost feel like there's two different categories. I feel like there's the, in the moment when I do something for you, like I hand you something or I've cooked dinner or um, the things that are very obvious. I feel like you're very good at saying thank you to those things. The things that happen behind the scenes that I think a lot of us, and it's not just you, it's you know, myself included, that we kind of take for granted that it's just the expectation that the person does that. Like, so for me, that I'm usually the person who does the laundry, but I don't typically get a thank you for doing Mm -hmm. laundry, even though that's a decent chunk Mm -hmm. of my time and not something I necessarily enjoy doing. Or even for you, when you mow the yard, it's just kind of the expectation that you're going to make the yard look nice. But for me to take the time to notice that you've taken your time to make it look more than presentable. Um, so I think there's like those two different categories. I think that it's a, it's one thing to say thank you in the moment versus actually, and I think in the chapter it talks about this, like almost being kind of like a private detective where mm-hmm. you're investigating mm-hmm. what your partner is mm-hmm. doing. And instead of trying to catch them in the trap of what did you not, not do, do? Mm-hmm. yes, what did you not do or where did you fall short? It's the how, like, what can I catch you doing right? And so mm-hmm. I think that that's like, it was a really good reminder to focus on those particular things. Mm-hmm. I feel like 
some of it might also have to do with, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, like upbringing as well. So my dad is very much words of affirmation. And so I'm sorry, dad, if you're listening to this right now, I don't mean this in a negative way. I mean, in a positive way. Um, I grew up in a family where when he did something, he enjoyed being admired for what he would do. And so I saw that model, like how much he enjoyed the words of affirmation and the thank you and appreciation. And so I, yeah, so I think I just kind of naturally, and you can correct me again if I'm wrong, (laughs) I feel like it's a little bit easier for me probably to say thank you for the things that are the little unnoticed stuff, but also I give credit to what my family dynamic was as opposed to, I'm just an amazing person and I notice all the great things you do because Brent will be the first person to tell you that I'm also a huge critic as well. And so... Um, trying to keep that balanced. Well, not balanced. I guess I shouldn't critique so much. Well, Brent, I just want to let you know, every time we pull up to the house, I always admire hey, the landscape. You know what? I, I appreciate it. I make it. sure I don't get too close to the edge. I don't want to cut Thank myself. You. You're welcome. Listen, it was the Sabbath today for our family until 4.30, and he was out pulling weeds, and I said, Brent, what are you doing? It's a Sabbath. You're not supposed to be doing any work. He's like, but I enjoy, like, it brought me yeah. joy to do, it didn't feel like a chore. So I just hope that you remember that you said that in future weeks <laughs> when you're wanting me well, to go out to weed and it doesn't feel like I'll, a chore to you. I'll, I'll give it to you on the, another day and you can do it. <laughs> well, that is something that it said in the book, which I don't know if I really want to do this homework assignment, but one of the homework assignments was... Switch roles or yeah, something? Yeah, to switch. Oh. To switch roles. I will to pack that garbage can so high. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's in the kind positive. of defeating the point. <laughs> But to really, like, understand all that your partner really does do in their daily um, routines and um, responsibilities and things like that. And I I was really thinking about that because if I did switch roles, I'm sure there are so many things that I don't even realize how much it takes for Derek to accomplish certain things that he just naturally does for our family and vice versa. And I think spending time in the other person's shoes would be really enlightening. I don't really know. That would mean I'd have to do the... Well, I guess now we don't really have to do the yard anymore, but yeah. I don't know. There are some things I don't, I'm not sure I would love to do. I could cancel Kevin for the moment. Let me, yeah. let me Venmo this guy. For yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> a little tough. Well, and I think what's hard, too, is if you think about it, we only spend a fraction of our day with our spouse, during mm-hmm. the work week with our spouse. I spend more waking hours at my job. And I don't know, I mean, I hear what you say that you're doing at your job. And so I don't know the stresses that other people are bringing home or what yeah. they've already done during the day. I think one of the um, enlightening parts of the book that I, that I was reading today in the chapter was something so simple as um, the husband getting up and making coffee every single morning. And when, um, when the spouse went away for you know, vacation or a job or something like mm-hmm. that. And the husband had to get up and, you know, make his own coffee, grind it and clean the coffee pot and do all that stuff. It was, it was a pretty enlightening like moment for him because he's like, Oh, well, I, I'm so used to getting up and, you know, coffee's made and, you know, I'm ready to, ready to go. And now it's not here. So <laughs> it was uh it was something that's so simple, but yet it's like, when it's not there, you are like, I'm missing a big part of my morning because I'm used to just getting up and going. Yeah. Do you make the coffee in the morning? No. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, neither do you. We we get up at two very different. <laughs> we get up at two very different hours. So. We do. Actually, the workroom makes my coffee. <laughs> no. Okay, so speaking of switching roles, is this a good time to talk about the ish list? Sure. I not, just not the ish list. No, I just I felt like this was so enlightening. And I think I've shared this like Mm -hmm. with our girls group before, but I read and I'm trying, I don't even remember what book it was, but it was last summer. And it was this lady talking about this idea of the ish list. She called it something else, but (laughs) um, how she always felt like she never could finish her to-do list and her husband would be done with his and headed out the door to play golf. Mm -hmm. And there was tension in their marriage. And I wouldn't necessarily say that we've, experience like conflict because of it but I've definitely felt that frustration and she talked about how helpful it was for her and her spouse to sit down and essentially create a list of these are the things the wife has to do like whatever my responsibilities are these are the things that I have to do 
so that our family can continue running. Like, mm-hmm. this has to be done this week. And then the husband sat down, and so Brent would write down mm-hmm. all of the things. These are my responsibilities. If this doesn't happen, our family will not run properly for mm-hmm. the week. And when you look at it side by side, a lot of times when you talk about like traditional gender roles, mm-hmm. for instance, the woman is responsible for meal planning mm-hmm. and grocery shopping and preparing the meals and doing laundry and mm-hmm. cleaning the house and all of these things. And when you add up the hours, and it, I mean, it depends on the dynamic of your relationship, but for just for our relationship, mm-hmm. for an example, for Brent, a lot of times his weekend to-do list, his ish list is the yard, mm-hmm. right? And so when you add up all the things I have to do and you count the hours mm-hmm. and look at it in comparison to the two, maybe three hours if he's doing, you know, the extra stuff in the, the yard, there's a, a balance yeah. that is out of whack. And I think that that helped us look at and say, how can, why are you looking at me so funny? <laughs> like, how can we redistribute the hours that are required? And I, I, I don't know. I feel like that was really very helpful because I feel like we, at least for us, with our parents grew up in a society where women were mm-hmm. expected to do X, Y, Z, and the men were in charge of this. Yes. But we live in a generation now where women are working outside of the home. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about you know, both of us working full time, coming home on the weekend, what is it that we need to accomplish? I oftentimes would end up with probably eight or 10 hours of work versus his three hours that he needed to do. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing against him. Mm -hmm. It was just something we weren't aware of that that was what was creating kind of the tension and the frustration on my end, not against him, Mm -hmm. but I would still be in doing laundry and he would be off doing something Mm -hmm. that he was enjoying doing because he was already done with his to do stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I think like kind of rebalancing that helped us kind of, why are you looking at me like that? Like reassess and you, you've always been great at this coming in and saying, where can I pick up the slack or Mm -hmm. where can I help? I don't know that I would use the word slack because I always think of it as if you need me to do something, just tell me what you need me to do. Mm And I, and I will say I haven't always been great at communicating that yeah. to you. I, for the first half of our marriage, I just expected him to be a mind reader. Like, mm-hmm. how do you not see the yeah. big There's a mess here. Right well, now. I don't know. That this doesn't bother me like it bothers you. So, yeah. you know, and, and there's also a difference in how long it takes you to do certain yes. things as it versus how long it takes me to do certain things. So mm-hmm. when, when you have a task list of things that you want to do, and I look at it and go, and I know you, you're going to say, well, your, your timetable is off a lot of the times. Well, but, <laughs> but I can look at it and go, oh, well, we can probably knock this out in you know, X amount of hours. And you're just looking at it going, we're never going to get this done. Well, half the time we don't well, get it done. <laughs> he's very, he's but, a very optimistic person. Yeah, but he's yes. all, he is very quick at getting things done. Efficient. As well. Yeah. Yes. Like, I just... <laughs> So for just a very basic example, then we can move on. We don't have to like chow down on this point. <laughs> but for example, one of the things you've been great at is in the morning when we have to get ready to go to work, mm-hmm. it takes me much longer to get ready for work than yeah. it does for him to get ready for work. And traditional gender roles would say, well, I'm the person who's responsible to get the kids up and get them dressed mm-hmm. and ready for school. And I've got to pack their lunches and I need to fix their breakfast. And that's one of the things you've been great at recognizing, hey, it only takes me 15 minutes to get ready for work, whereas Beverly takes her 45 minutes. And you've always kind of taken charge of, I'm going to get the kids up and get them ready for school and X, Y, Z. And, and that way it feels like there is a balance. But I can imagine like my grandparents gasping from their <laughs> graves mm-hmm. that a man would step in to do that. Yeah. Like I honestly, I just don't know how women back oh, I don't day, know. Did, so now granted, they probably didn't work outside the home and that like was their mm-hmm. job. But even that I think would drive me <laughs> Yeah, so true. That partnership really does make such a big difference. No, it does. Well, I think I think just now in, in the day and age that we're living in, when, when like the cost of living is just so expensive, and you know, it's like you almost need you need multiple incomes just to like survive. So you know, it's not uncommon to have a husband and wife both working full time jobs and trying to juggle you know both of those roles of raising kids and bringing in two incomes, and you know, 
So it's it's about partnership, communicating, um, circling back around to like you know when we first started talking tonight, just having that expectation kind of like you know communicated to you know each person so that both people know um, you know what the expectation is and you know starting off the day. Listen, this is what I have to, to, to do today. I have a meeting in the morning. I, this is what time I have to go. Can you get our, our kid up you mm-hmm. know, to get ready for school? And just communicating. Mm-hmm. Any other final thoughts before we move on to compliments? No. Well, first of all, before we do that, I'd like to thank all of you for being here. <laughs> 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 all right, so the second chapter was give a real compliment. As opposed to fake compliments, I guess, yeah. or not meaning, meaning them. I'm trying to remember, quite honestly, what that a real, a real said. compliment. Yeah. Well, it talked our, about one thing I thought was interesting is it talked about the four horsemen of, I guess, like the downfall of a relationship would be criticism, defensiveness, stonewalling, and perhaps most destructive of all, contempt. <clears throat> and so it was talking about how to kind of overcome those things um being really intentional about saying positive things and complimentary things and really focusing on the things that um you love about the person that you're with versus the things that because there are some things that are just pieces of our character that we can't really change um and so instead of focusing on those things focusing on the things that we really love and appreciate about that person is supposed to really keep our eyes fixed on why we love them and what made us fall in love with them in the first place. Speaking of falling in love in the first place, mm-hmm. what, what was it for you guys? Amanda, what, what did you, what was it about Derek that you fell in love with? How much time do we have? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Derek and I were friends for like three years before we started dating. And so I feel like I got to learn so much about his personality and his heart um, before we started dating. So there were two things that I feel like really made me fall in love with him. Number one was his humor, and it still is. It's my favorite thing about you. Um, But he keeps me laughing at all times, and we all know that life is hard. And so (laughs) to be able to have a lot of laughter in your relationship is so important. Um, But also your heart. You Long before we started dating, Derek was someone that I knew would give me a listening ear no matter what I was going through. And he would just sit and talk with you for hours and, um, I don't know, just listen with ears to hear. Not like he was jumping, like biting at the bit. Is that what the... Chomping at the bit. You just bite. You just bite. You don't chomp. Yeah. I ain't got no time to chomp. Just gonna bite. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I feel like this ruined my point, but anyway... (laughs) He was not chomping at the bit to try to fix anything. It was just more so of a, being a good friend. And so, yeah, I'd say your your heart and your patience and your humor is definitely what made me fall in love with you. And it would do me some good to really remember a lot of those things in our current day relationship. Oh, for sure. No, and, and vice versa. I mean, I you know, I, I think back on just on the simpler times of, you know, just pre-kids and just career jobs and things like that when just life was simple and we just had to focus on paying rent and just scrounge enough enough money to go out and have a bite to eat or something like that. There was something really beautiful about the simplicity of those times. For sure. For sure. I think one thing that um, I was thinking about today when I was reading that chapter about just how we focus so much on the negative and I do, I, I remember and you, you tell me a lot too about how positive I was of, of a person. Like I, I was always very optimistic and mm-hmm. I was always just focusing on the positive and I really, I really didn't let the negative, mm-hmm. um, not at all things of life affect me. And I think that, you know, everything that we've gone through the past couple of years with like losing two children, it's like, I'm, I've, I'm always just waiting for the next shoe to drop, yeah. you know? And I think that that, that in itself has kind of like changed my perspective on on my positivity and and um my optimism because it's like i it's like i'm almost almost just waiting for you know something else negative to 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 happen and Mm -hmm. i think that really has changed 
or dynamic in our relationship where I was just kind of like so easygoing and um, jokey and things like that. I think that really has, um, I don't know, just affected just my mindset. And it was just eye-opening to read that today and just, you know, kind of put two and two together and just really see where we were at before and like where we're at now and something that I really want to work on because I miss, I miss having that um, that optimism in our, in our relationship and the positivity. Cause I, I know that you feed off my positivity too. And if you can tell that I'm down or not being positive, then that can affect your mood and our relationship. So, but that, again, that's also something good for me to remember though, because the chapter also talks about how important it is to remember that life experiences really play a role in how the other person is acting or responding to things or, whatever the case may be. And so those days when you aren't being as positive, I can be quick to criticize you for that instead of taking a minute and really understanding where all of that is stemming from. Yeah. So that's definitely something I could do better with. I know it it just was, it was just kind of like an eye opening, um, you know, statement to read. And I'm just like, I was just putting two two and two together. And I'm like, man, I, I really have changed a lot over the past couple of years. And I do miss, how positive I was and optimistic I was. And I really was able to just let a lot of things just brush off my shoulders and not really affect my attitude and how I thought. And now I, now when I think about it, I'm like, man, I have become kind of negative in a lot of ways um, that I've never been. So I'm gonna try to turn that around. I feel like that also is a little bit where love mapping comes in too, Mm -hmm. because I mean, we talked about that last time about how life circumstances change who we are fundamentally. And if we're not communicating with our partner Mm -hmm. and understanding those changes and where the other person is coming from, it can lead to kind of a rocky road. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I feel like you kind of what you were saying, I feel like you feed off of my energy, energy, like, oh, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I'm Most of the time optimistic you're and up, uplifting, but you're like there'll be days where I'm just kind of like, eh, and then you get into like then a funk. I'm, eh, like I can't, I cannot carry it for both of us. Yeah, like, and, I just can't. And I'm then the I'll way. try to turn it around, and then it's, it's too late. getting you out of the. <laughs> I'm already in the pit, drowning. Yep. There's no saving me at that point. So true. <laughs> Netflix is not getting turned off at that point. <laughs> so wait, what did you love about me when you first met me? Well, I mean... Wait, did you even answer that? You guys no, answered. he did not. No. <laughs> Wait, I thought, I'm sorry, Derek. I thought you'd already answered That's that okay. question. Uh, Wait, what was it you loved about Amanda? How about it, 10 words or less? <laughs> <laughs> it really was, though. It was, it, was her, it was her love for God, and it was her just... I don't know. It, it was, she, she was just beaming with joy. Like in such a, when we met in, at Red Lobster, it was just such a negative place. And she was just beaming with joy and, and it just attracted me to her. And I saw that, I just saw how beautiful of a heart she had, how much she loved God and, and she cared about people. And Do you think I'm still just as joyful today? Beaming? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do, I do, in, in different ways, in different okay. ways. Okay. Different ways, but no, you're just, you're such a good person and you just have such a good heart and like that was an immediate attraction for me. Eric, I know what you're talking about though. Like we're laughing about <laughs> saying you're beaming, but mm-hmm. you are somebody, There was something different about her. Yes, there's, you carry on your countenance. Like you're just different mm-hmm. from so many other people. Like it's mm-hmm. almost like your heart and like he was saying, like your love for God, like you can just see it on your countenance mm-hmm. and it stands out. Because yeah. you're going to make me cry. Yeah. <laughs> no crying. I know. <laughs> no. Okay, your turn. <laughs> well, Thank I would, you, though. I would agree with what you were saying, too, Derek, that so you were, you're nine years younger than me, so you had, like, a, a different energy as well. <laughs> you actually had energy. You had energy at the time. Now you don't have energy anymore. <laughs> but you you always made me feel special and you still do so that's like one of the she's intentional very intentional yeah. and, and 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 it's not just me I, I there's this 
part of her that just wants to make everybody feel special, which I, you know, kind of mm-hmm. brings into the home, and she always wants to make a unique or and a special experience mm-hmm. for everyone that comes into our home. So you always were intentional in trying to make me feel special, other than the fact that you're, you know, beautiful and hot and Aww, all that kind of stuff. So sweet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, and and that you and then yeah. Well, next. <laughs> um. Lost your train of thought there. Huh? So intentional. What you, what, what you think about Brett? <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> Why is your voice cracking, Brett? <laughs> <laughs> How much we love you guys. <laughs> Just take our breath away. <laughs> I feel like for me, what I fell in love with, I was 23 when I met you. And so you were 32. Mm-hmm. How long have you guys been married for? It'd be 16, 16 years, years this June. This, yeah, next week, right? Next week. Next um, week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be in a car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not sure how to interpret that. What, what plans do you have for it? <laughs> Um, Wouldn't you like to know? (laughs) I'm going to assume you're referring to our trip we're taking. Um, But anyway, so you were 32 at the time, and I feel like, I don't know, this might sound super cheesy. Well, first of all, I just thought you were were hot. (laughs) When I saw you, that, quite honestly, it was a physical attraction at Mm -hmm. first. It was nothing else, but I was like, that guy's kind of good looking. At least she's honest. (laughs) I mean, a lot of times that's what it takes to get to know the personality, right? Um, but to me, the fact that you were older, like I had come out of, I didn't date a whole lot in high school, but I had a lot of interest when I was in high school. I dated a few guys when I was in college, but the fact that you were older and established, you had already been working in your career field. How long when I met you? That was in 2005. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um, so maybe not eight, that long. Eight years? Eight, eight years. Okay, well, which sounds like an eternity when you've just graduated from college not too long before. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had a house where you weren't living with roommates, which mm-hmm. I was at the time. Like, you were mm-hmm. an established... Mature. Mature, mm-hmm. yes. And there was a huge draw to that. Um, now, I could say it's because I'm a daddy's girl and I'm used to being taken care of. And so I was like, ooh, an older man who's established who can take care of me. I'm kidding. It wasn't my humor? No. No, there, there are so many things she I She already like. said you were hot. I feel like that's... <laughs> Is that so humorous then? No, no you, you didn't feel like a boy who was playing games. You mm. felt like yeah. a man who had a career, who knew what he wanted, who was mm-hmm. confident in who he was when I lacked confidence that, I don't know, you just, you felt like a safe, solid place. And so that was mm-hmm. really, I feel like I, you know, the joke with us was always anytime I dated a guy, they couldn't make it past the first month before I got bored. Well, okay, so that is one of the things. <laughs> you're you're one of the guys that I had never got tired. I told you i never got tired of your jokes Mm -hmm. but I feel like I just knew after the 30 days not only did I not want to break up with you I just felt like you were it for me Mm. that's so sweet I had a three month mark didn't I no (laughs) I yeah I think I did yeah I told you you had to wait three months I don't know. He's always joking around. <laughs> I think I'm cute and clever about things. You are cute and clever. Up me. <laughs> okay. Or he just compliments you. But back to the point, giving a real compliment. Mm-hmm. I, like, is that hard for you guys? Like, do you feel like it's something that comes? I feel like there are some people that are naturally just complimentary. Like, mm-hmm. it's just part of their hardwired DNA. Like, do you feel like it comes easily to you guys or... Is it something you have to be intentional about? I mean, it's a good question. No, I, I feel like I, I feel like if Amanda does something that is worthy, <laughs> <laughs> worthy of her time, worthy of your compliment. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. I, I really do. I'm, I I feel like I I'm pretty good at complimenting you if 
I'm like, wow, I, I just noticed something that, that you've done that you're, you're really good at, at just picking up the slack and there you are. You're good at picking up the slack and just doing, folding some clothes if they're sitting on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Let, let's not, let, let, let's X this part out. Let's X this part out. No, you're not. You're not. You're not good at that kind of stuff. But, but. It's not, yeah. it's not a compliment to say you're good at folding clothes. Uh, I know, I know. Hey, some people don't know how to fold clothes yeah. or put stuff in the dishwasher. Okay, no. What I'm, what I'm thinking of is more so you, you compliment my appearance quite often, which does make me feel really good because you know that I can be pretty, like, insecure about a lot of things. So I do feel like you're intentional about saying like wow when I walk out <laughs> and, and the outfit for the day or whatever the case may be so yeah I feel like you're I feel like you're better at it than I am again like I said at the beginning of the episode I just tend to focus which I don't know where I got this from because I don't feel like my parents are like this um but I do feel like I'm like a constructive critic um when it comes to offering feedback so I tend to focus just on what's lacking so I need to get better at that I need to give you more compliments oh okay do you think I give enough compliments? No. <laughs> That's good for me to know. This is very eye-opening. Yeah. Well, it just goes back to communication. Do you feel like when he gives you compliments that they're genuine and not just yes. like a flippant, it's because I mm-hmm. need to say this right now? No, not at all. He's, he's very genuine in everything that he says. That's If I could add to the list of things that I fell in love with, it was how genuine he is and I continue I think that's why he is so successful in real estate because I think people just know that he has like a genuine nature to him that makes people feel everything he does is coming from a, a very intentional and real place not just like blowing smoke and so I feel the same way about me when you compliment me oh. I know it's always genuine look at me complimenting you tonight <laughs> I feel very good right now I feel very loved <laughs> when I think back over everything I've said over the past hour for many minutes I've been very complimentary I know I might feel uncomfortable but I like to hear it okay <laughs> thank you what about you guys <laughs> we're talking about like being complimentary or complimenting the other person is it do you, do you feel like I compliment you enough I I do um, no. <laughs> um, when you say that Derek gives you a lot of compliments about like your physical appearance and stuff, I, that's one of the areas that I feel like you're good at saying things, but sometimes I feel like, I don't know where I'm going with this other <laughs> than Sometimes I want to hear compliments from you that can only come from you. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, a lot of times you'll tell me, oh, you look pretty or you look nice. Mm-hmm. Well, anybody can tell me right. that, right? Like, a student could tell me mm-hmm. that I look nice on a particular day. Mm-hmm. Or my parents can tell me that. But to hear something that would be inappropriate for another person, to, I feel like that kind of... I do this it. This is but starting I, to get racy, and I don't mean it to be racy. No, but, I, no, I don't think it's say. racy at all. But to hear you say, like, like you said, what Derek says to you, like, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. Like, to hear somebody say, mm-hmm. you look hot. Well, if a student <laughs> tells me that, or my parents tell me that, or anybody else, like, that would be, I can only hear those things yeah. from my husband. Yeah. And so those are the types of mm-hmm. compliments when we talk about, like, physical compliments yeah. that I crave because yeah. you're the only person <laughs> I want to hear that from and that I should hear that from. Yeah. yeah. If that makes sense. No, it does. I know I've said it. I, I just don't say it enough. But I also don't want you to say it if, <laughs> if it's not true. It's Every kind of, morning. Kind of, <laughs> wow, you look hot. Wow. wow, you look hotter than you did yesterday. <laughs> that cup of coffee in your hand like is pretty sun. hot. <laughs> Give me some SPF 50. <laughs> 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 Do you feel like I, this is probably an area that I could work on. I feel like I'm not, I'm very good at, I feel like saying We are so thank similar. You. I feel like I'm very good at saying Thank you. I'm right. not so good at specific just, yeah, compliments. complimenting you. And I think kind of, I feel like that chapter also talked about making sure that you're focusing on who the person is as opposed to what they do. And I feel like that's a hard one because yes. we have expectations yeah. of what we want our partner to do. But when I sit and think about the things that I love about him and 
who he is, but I don't ever really think to compliment mm-hmm. him about those things. Yeah. Because a lot of times I feel like the things... <laughs> you're like, you already, <laughs> you already know it, man. Well, he's such a giving person. Mm-hmm. He always wants to help other people. And so I love that about mm-hmm. him. But also, sometimes I feel like that takes him away from me and mm-hmm. from our family time because he's always trying to help other people. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really hard for me to be complimentary mm-hmm. about something that I am secretly... <laughs> Brent, I got, I got some I stuff to do in the house, man. I need I some help. She's already told me I can't. He, he, I'm telling you, this man cannot go to like anywhere yeah. without him. But I love that about him. Yeah. I love you. Love his generous heart. Yes. And, yes. And I know that that's one of the things. Like, I want to be the type of spouse who encourages and supports that. It's just it's finding the balance because hey, we're over here, your family too, and I feel like you obviously put our family first, but. I don't know. It's. I know you're looking forward to retirement so that you have more time <laughs> to focus on helping other people without it cutting into like our family time. Oh, that's sweet. I think I've dialed it back a little over the... But years. I also feel like we're getting ready to go into a season as the kids are getting older where you're going to be able to do that more and it doesn't feel like a burden to me because I'm not having to orchestrate all the family life stuff while you're helping somebody. You guys, you guys are both very generous people, and that's a gift. the most generous. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, well thank, thank you. you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks Look at for that. the compliment. compliments and saying thank you, <laughs> guys. We we'll have learned a lot up. tonight. Nice. <laughs> coming, it's coming full circle. Whew. I think we're done with this business now. But that's the thing I love about discussing relationships because you can read all the books, you can have all the conversations in the world, and it's like you need to constantly be reminding yourself yeah. and talking about it and reading about it because one thing that you know can be like this book like as revolutionary as it is Mm -hmm. six months from now if Mm -hmm. i'm not being intentional about thinking about the practices Mm -hmm. and talking about it and it just kind of goes by the wayside Mm -hmm. yeah the talking about it is so true because i feel like reading it i was like oh yes good point good point good point but now that we're talking about it and it's stirring up conversation and i'm hearing derek say things that really mean a lot to me and i hope that i've complimented you and made you feel loved in a lot of ways tonight too i think that that's the most important (laughs) and you can tell our children are with us tonight (laughs) constantly in the background (laughs) but we love them so much i do i I think it's i think it's just it's so easy for in a relationship just to like live each day and just not really be intentional and, and communicate just expect the other person to like know what the other person's thinking and that's where I just really think communication is important and just complimenting the other person and just admiring what they're doing for you is is making you happy and vice versa so something Amen. I need to boom better. mic drop yeah. <laughs> yeah well thank you guys so much for having us again we feel so honored to be back for a second time mm-hmm. oh i think you'll be back some more <laughs> foreshadowing <laughs> all right well we will catch you next time good night Oviedo. good night <laughs>